Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. That's right, it's Everybody's Friend, the weekly Comic Web old-time radio podcast. The Comic Web sells all of the old-time radio programs heard on our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check out our other podcasts. One is of the Superman radio program, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie Cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes, and they'll pop up. In honor of Memorial Day, we are podcasting a five-minute news report from 1945 on the end of World War II followed by something a little lighter, The Fred Allen Show, guest starring Orson Welles, because we're on an Orson Welles kick right now. And now we are going to bring you a special commentary on this news by Mr. H.V. Kaltenborn, speaking from the NBC Newsroom in New York. Mr. Kaltenborn. You can say it with emphasis, for it's ringing in millions of hearts all over the world tonight. That glad, glad news that we've been waiting for for years. And here it is. Sometimes... It hardly seems for a moment that it can be true. We've become so immersed in war. We have lived the war so completely, so intensely, that this transition from one moment to the next into peace seems almost impossible to realize. And yet, we know it's true. We know that the President of the United States has told us that it was true. And here is what he said. The words deserve repeating again and again. I have received this afternoon a message from the Japanese government in reply to the message forwarded to that government on August 11th. I deem this reply a full acceptance of the Potsdam Declaration, which specifies the unconditional surrender of Japan. In the reply, there is no qualification. Arrangements are now being made for the formal signing of surrender terms at the earliest possible moment. General Douglas MacArthur has been appointed the Supreme Allied Commander to receive the Japanese surrender Great Britain, Russia, and China will be represented by high-ranking officers. Meantime, the Allied Armed Forces have been ordered to suspend offensive action. The proclamation of VJ Day must wait upon the formal signing of the surrender terms by Japan. Following is the Japanese government's message, accepting our terms. Communication of the Japanese government of August 14, 1945, addressed to the governments of the United States, Great Britain, the Soviet Union, and China with reference to the Japanese government's note of August 10th regarding their acceptance of the provisions of the Potsdam Declaration and the reply of the governments of the United States, Great Britain, the Soviet Union, and China, sent by American Secretary of State James F. Burns under the date of August 11th, the Japanese government have the honor to communicate to the government of the four powers as follows. One, His Majesty the Emperor has issued an imperial rescript regarding Japan's acceptance of the provisions of the Potsdam Declaration. Two, his Majesty the Emperor is prepared to authorize and ensure the signature by his government and the Imperial General Headquarters of the necessary terms for carrying out the provisions of the Potsdam Declaration. His Majesty is also prepared to issue his commands to all the military, naval, and air authorities of Japan and all the forces under their control, wherever located, to cease active operations, to surrender arms, and to issue such other orders as may be required by the Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces for the execution of the above-mentioned terms. Nothing could be more complete, more absolute, more devoid of the slightest qualification. The one point of doubt is the text of the rescript to which the Emperor refers in the first point of his declaration. He says that he has issued an imperial rescript regarding Japan's acceptance of the provisions of the Potsdam Declaration. It is quite possible that that is the document which 
He will read over the radio to the Japanese people at 11 o'clock Eastern wartime, and of which NBC will give you a full report. And so we come to the close, or near the close, of a momentous day. And what a curious day it's been in the history of the war. Those of us who followed the press and radio bulletin since the day began have lived in a twilight zone between war and peace. Not long after midnight, Domei, the official Japanese news agency, told the world that Japan had surrendered. When radio's instantaneous transmission carried that news to the 48 states, the celebrations began. They became riotous in many cities as the morning wore on. But there was no more news. Early reports that the surrender noted reached Switzerland were denied. For hours, there was a feeling of frustration. Then, in mid-afternoon, came a broadcast from NBC's Max Jordan, which electrified those who heard it. Scoring one of the big beats of the war, Jordan gave us the first real news of the day. The Japanese note had reached Bern, he said, and would be at the White House in two more hours. It accepted our surrender demand in principle, and those who knew what the note contained believed.